Zycon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. It's another episode of the Icon Podcast. I'm your host, Gianna Norton, and today we are featuring Tasha and David. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on the Icon Podcast. Yeah, thanks yeah, for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Of course. So let's dig in about the two of you. I would assume from the shared last name that we're married. Correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> industry, we're icon award winners. How did you fall into real estate? How did EXP attract you? Was it one of your first brokerages? Did you hear about it? Took you a while to come to it. And you know what market are you located in? Tell us all about Tasha and David. So I guess I'll go first since sure. I was licensed first. Um, I was licensed. I've um, I got my real estate license back in what was it, 2015? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and so I got my license first, and then David, uh, shortly after that, followed me. Yep. Um, and we or I was not with uh, EXP to start out with. Um, I was with. Are we allowed to say brokerage names? <laughs> <laughs> I was with KW. So um, so yeah, I was with them um and then what else what else am i yeah i would say i mean for her journey right she started at kw uh attracted yeah. there for training right yeah. like a lot of folks know within the industry a good company but just you know there were some things missing for us personally right for everyone it's a different match and so for us it just wasn't that perfect match for the long term i think you were there for about a year and a half yeah. um she moved to a small small brokerage after that and that's when i got involved uh, so i got my license probably four and a half years ago now uh, and essentially, I got it because out here in California, like most states, you can't quote price, you can't quote terms, those types of things, unless you have a license. And so I would go to open houses to help her out. And I couldn't quote those things. So I felt really dumb. And I don't think I'm a dumb guy. So like, you know, having to grab a flyer and go, here you go, instead of answering the question just seemed really silly. And so I went off and got the license. Uh, and since then, it's, I think it's been great working together. Um, you know, there's different shows about being married in real estate. Obviously we have some good friends that have a show on it. It definitely, uh, presents its own challenges, right? Like the first year we we're sort of bumping into each other and yeah, the first year <laughs> was a little bit bumpy, but once we figured out what each other's roles were, then it started to be a little bit smoother because until then, like we were stepping on each other's toes yeah. with different things. And now we're, we know what our lanes are. And so it's a lot easier now than it, it was not to say that it's completely smooth because, you know, that's just married yeah. life. So, yeah. And I, you know, I would say with that too, like, it's just like with any coworker relationship, right? There's going to be bumps as you sort of um, forming, norming, all that type of stuff, team formation stuff. The difference is obviously with a spouse, like there's no turning it off. You go from work to, to spouse life uh, and hopefully you can flip that switch and it's not always work, right? Um, so moved on to a smaller brokerage. That's where I joined Tasha. Uh, we were with them for about a year. Things were going good. Then they merged into a larger brokerage. Uh, they just, they decided they didn't have the tech tools to keep up. So they made a decision to merge. 
And uh, unfortunately for us, that decision was the wrong decision as far as the brokerage, right? It, it made it so that that brokerage didn't work for us anymore. Uh, so about a year later is when we left that one and came to EXP. Uh, I would say if we had to do it over again, <laughs> we, we would have started at EXP. EXP. Uh, had yeah. we known what we know today, right? Uh, understanding that EXP has also been in a growing phase for a period of time. So obviously it was not six years ago what it is today, right? So recognizing that fact. Um, but with that, I mean, what we found and what attracted us to EXP really was the collaboration and the buy-in from mentors and partners. So having people there to help us build our business, which is what we were missing in other brokerages. Um, and then also having quick broker access. That was very important to us for whenever issues came up, anything like that to be able to resolve those. Well, the training as well is what attracted me um, because my last one, like I had to drive like an hour each way if I wanted to get the training. And to me, that was ludicrous because I was still trying to build my career and to have to spend that time and you know now obviously all i have to do is log on and i get training like right at my fingertips um and so just having ease of access when it comes to like you know the training and access to the broker like when i was at kw it was like two weeks to get on my broker's calendar to ask them a question um and nobody wanted to really talk to me and help me and support me it was all like just go talk to your mentor and nobody else in the company wanted to help us and so um between that and just some issues that we had in our last brokerage really made us start like thinking about if where we were at was the right fit for us um and you know that's when we started looking around um we did have uh or we do have a mentor that you know really you know brought us into the exp yeah. world and started you know um you know of course we started seeing more about it because she was posting about it and so you know um, I'm not saying that I was completely open to it when we first started talking about it. I was pretty closed off for a while. Um, and David, I think asked how many questions? Yeah, I asked something like 90 questions, yeah. I think. Cause again, it was, it was our fourth brokerage at that point, uh, that we would be switching to or Tasha's fourth. And so for us, um, I didn't want to have to make a brokerage move again, right? Like changing brokerages sort of sucks. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of remarketing yourself and new systems and all that type of stuff. And so, you know, the, the requirement that I told Tasha when we were looking was wherever we go to, whether that's forming our own and getting our broker's license, whether that's going to EXP, whatever, it has to be our final resting place. Like this has to be where we go to and build permanently and not where we go for a period of time and then have to phase to another location. Because again. that's not what we were looking to do. Even whenever I changed, it was, it, you know, essentially I was looking for the place where I felt like this could be you know my brokerage and i would be sticking with them so that's essentially what we were looking for you know i was you know with kw and then i was with a boutique brokerage that merged into a larger brokerage so essentially i was with what it felt like three different brokerages um and so really like moving on to that fourth one i don't want to you know be seen as like the person who's jumps around but i am you know i was looking for that place where actually it felt right and and i i found it that's great to hear. And you guys took my next question right out of my mouth. You know, what drew you to EXP and where your career started, which is great. And, you know, David, what you said is that you really liked the collaboration that it had to offer. Yeah. And then you touched a little bit, both of you, on your mentors. So to go off script a little bit here, how important was it to you to find the right mentors with EXP? How did that process look like for you? And, you know, what are the right questions to ask when it comes for finding your match as a mentor? 
Yeah, I mean, for us, again, the big thing I think was support, right? So when everyone's looking at this, you know, folks are concerned about, okay, you're going to bring me into the company, you make money when I sell homes, great. But how does that get effectuated, right? How do you make that happen? And a good mentor, you know, they're not going to be there to hold your hand on everything, right? Like you're going to have a local mentor that helps walk you through contracts and all that stuff. That's not really the mentor's job. And the mentor's job isn't necessarily training you on everything either. EXP has over 60 hours a week of live training. Right. There's a reason we have that for leverage, which obviously Spear Rocket is big on. Right. And we're big on as well. So, you know, from that perspective, what you're looking for is someone that actually cares about you, cares about your business success. And when you do have problems or when you're missing that link, figuring out how to connect you up to the right thing, because in EXP, the important thing for us and what really attracted us, I think, you know, in addition to collaboration, all that. But back to Tasha's point with training, if you want to do FISBOs, if you want to do send out cards at a high level, if you want to do listings, if you want to do, you know, REO, whatever the case may be that you want to do. Like somebody specialized. There is someone, at yeah. least one person in EXP that specializes on that, that trains on it in the world or is accessible to you because of the fact that you're a fellow EXP agent and we're all owners in the company. So we all have a financial benefit by helping each other. And that's really the glue that I think that most people miss and they don't talk about is the fact that, you know, whether you're in someone's downline or not, everyone has an incentive to help everyone else, right? Whether or not you're partnered with them. But I do think it's it's important to find those right partnerships because when when you have that missing link, like I was talking about, okay, I don't know where to go to get this or who's the expert, right? To try to scour across 75,000 agents in EXP to figure out who you should talk to is a daunting task. Yeah. But if you can connect up with your mentor who brought you in and go, okay, I want to do this, who's the best person you know in this arena that's willing to help me? Can you make a connection, right? And that connection holds a lot of weight. Yeah, really narrowing down on that focus can save you a lot of time, efficiency, and, you know, that the power of connection and collaboration within the EXP world, looking to your mentor for help on who would be best and a good match for your goals is really something that's hard to find anywhere else in any industry. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And, and especially in the real estate industry, you know, when it comes to the training that we have, you know, what we found at other brokerages, at least the feel that we got, you're, you're constantly the local competition, right? So when they're bringing in trainers, okay, this is, you know, our person that's best at this, they did 30 million last year, whatever. Are they, when they operate in your market, are they really opening up their entire playbook and go, here you go, A to Z, here's how to do everything I'm doing so you can compete against me? It's not happening, right? But within EXP, with the way that it's set up and everything else, A, there's an abundance mindset. The vast majority of agents that I've met with EXP have an abundance mindset. So their feeling is, you know, I'm going to give this to you. There's enough homes for everyone to sell and we're all going to be good. Right. And I want to be able to contribute back because other people contributed to me. That's sort of the, the pay it for abundance mindset. Right. So they have that, um, but also because we train from national and sometimes international best of the best. Most of the times when you're sitting in that room with those people in, in the virtual world, they're not necessarily in your market, right? But all the stuff that they talk about applies to your local market. It can be done anywhere in the nation. And so you're not looking at that, okay, we brought in one trainer to a 400 person office. They're gonna try to teach 400 people how to replace them. You've got one trainer with maybe 600 people, but they're spread across the entire world, right? So you're not trying to take away direct transactions from that person. Right, so it doesn't feel as much of a, of a competition where it's a dog eat dog more so a competition and like uh hey you know tasha and david i would really like to be neck and neck with you in sales next year right. and i'm in texas and you guys are out here 
you know, what are your skills? How do I come after you? And that's more of a bring it on. Here's what I use. Try to catch me. I dare you. In that well, absolutely. Goal setting. We all went way. Right. Yeah. And I would say from the abundance mindset, I would say there's even agents within similar markets. So two of our mentors that we have, uh, Dan Beer and Kyle Whistle, right, are both in San Diego and they still share with each other. They'll open each offices up to each other. They share best they practices. They have very but... friendly competitions and talk about who sold more each year and all that type of stuff. But they're constantly looking to help each other level up through that competition instead of take away from each other, right? Which is the normal realtor mentality, I think, within the industry. Which is great to hear about EXP, you know, really building people up, especially for people that are new to the real estate industry or like your guys' journey. You couldn't find the right brokerage. There just wasn't enough structure there, something was missing, something was wrong. So it's really exciting to see that EXP has had all that it's offered to you and more. And that's the number one thing that I hear in these interviews is that people had wished they made that job sooner. Yeah, absolutely. And, and oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, you know, on that note, I, you know, looking at numbers, right? Because th this is all about being, you know, in business and, and productive as far as selling homes. When we came over to EXP, we had plateaued a couple of years. We did six million uh, the year that we came over uh, or the year before we came over and the prior year, right? So we had plateaued at that point a little bit. Again, didn't have anyone really pouring into our business helping us. Uh, the next year we did 10 million. So 60% or so increase. The year after we did 27 and last year we did 40, right? And I attribute a lot of that. Obviously it's a lot of hard work on our end, lots of hours put in everything else, but we had people there with us helping us. We didn't have that those first three years. And I think that's what the real difference is as to how we accelerated in the growth. And that collaboration is what drew you to EXP. And to go into the next question, is that still the number one reason you're there? Is that collaboration or you know, have the other assets that EXP has to offer caught your eye and you fall in love with them, like stock options and there's revenue share, there's mentoring. You have the opportunity to become a speaker and a mentor yourself. Is there something else that has snagged your heart or is that collaboration still, you know, the number one reason you're there? Not saying that you would ever leave the XP, but right. that's why you <laughs> say it for you. I would say that, yeah, the collaboration is a huge piece of it. And it's funny, like looking back on whenever I first joined the XP, yes, it was collaboration. But I feel like in the past year, we've really taken advantage of mm -hmm. utilizing our upline and really like relying on them to help us get to the next level because you're relying on people that already made it to where you want to go. Um, and then some, like some are like way above where we would ever want to go, but it's great because like now we're actually tapping into our resources and, you know, unfortunately we just weren't aware or we were just, you know, Oh, I don't want to bother that person yeah. mentality. And, but once we started really tapping into our upline, that's, whenever I feel like we've seen our growth. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, the, the collaboration is still extremely important. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the only thing that attracts us to EXP, obviously, but right. to Tasha's point, like before, I mean, we have within our organization, we have some people that, that are doing anywhere from $300 million worth of sales as a team, all the way up to folks that used to run a billion dollar brokerage, right? And Chuck and Angela Fazio. Uh, so we have some amazing, you know, partners there. And our mindset initially was, well, they're too big, they're too busy you know, who are we to call them, right? Like we're the little small fish when we came over, right? At $6 million. And so who are we to call them? And what we found out time and time again, when we see them at events, when we talk to them, whatever, it's why haven't you called me? 
you have my number. You said you needed something. Why aren't you reaching out? Like I'm here I for you. I think that really opened our eyes as well. And we're like, oh shoot, why aren't we reaching out to these people? Like if they're like standing there, like, okay, you have my number. Why have you never reached out to me? Right. And so I don't remember what event it was specifically that David and I's um, eyes were open to what our, you know, what our upline actually means for us. Right. I would say that the other opportunities, though, are extremely important to us as we look to build and leverage and everything else. Um, the stocks have been amazing, obviously, for doing what you already do, selling homes, right? Like our other brokers didn't give us stocks. So regardless of where the price goes, something's better than nothing. Uh, so that's been amazing. Uh, the revenue share, obviously, that capability to create you know, uh, recurring income is huge for anyone looking to get off the transaction hamster wheel, right? And we're still in production, but you know, at some point you got to realize eventually there's going to come a day where you're not going to want to go out and open a door and sell a home, right? What are you going to do for income at that point? What's your exit strategy? Well, and what other brokerage offers you basically three streams of income, right? Production, rough share and stock. Yeah. Like, I don't know of any other company that offers three different. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then just connecting with different folks. I mean, yeah. it does open up opportunities, right? So uh, we had a mastermind, what, two weekends ago now uh, mm -hmm. in Temecula. I got to speak at that mastermind about apartment syndications and stuff that we do. So sharing that with the real estate community that's not necessarily you know, aware of those types of avenues to create additional recurring income you know, passively. Uh, and then out of that came a recommendation uh, by one of the mastermind leaders of, hey, you should keep speaking and doing this more. Mentioned it to Justin and he's like, sure, you can speak in Dallas. And so now I'll be on a stage right in front of 500 plus people in Dallas um you know talking about the same type of thing and it's all due to those connections that we get again the abundance mindset and connecting people and bringing people forward and shining on their strengths instead of shying away from it and competing right so it's the friendly competition versus the negative scarcity mindset competition absolutely and you said you know like there's not a lot of time to stray off path when you've got goals and you're at such a high production and you know, people are asking you to call them and improve and learn and continue to grow and skyrocket. But in the meantime, you know, what do you do on your end to make sure that you're not experiencing burnout or, you know, emotional overload, that work-life balance? How do you maintain that? Especially, you know, being a married couple and business partners. Oh, yeah. that is that is a hard balance between work and life, especially when you're both realtors. And it's like, what do you talk about over dinner? You're talking about real estate, right? Um, but to that, you know, to that effect, though, um, making that time to like, if you are a married couple in real estate, or even if you're not, you know, married, whatever it is, like taking that time and actually scheduling things within your calendar. So having those time blocks and saying, okay, for us, it's every Friday night, we're either doing a date night or we're spending time with friends. So we make a point of doing that. So for me, I would say that it's putting things into your calendar and really time blocking that. And it only it not only includes business related activities, but also personal related activities. Yeah, I would I would say it's tough. I mean, Tasha jokes, but uh, and I think you even have a Facebook what? group for this, but all conversations lead back yes. to real estate. <laughs> <laughs> right. So as a married couple, I mean, when we're talking vacations, when we're talking life goals, when we're talking, you know, net worth aspirations and legacy for our family and all those types of things, everything leads back to real estate. It's either real estate sales, helping other realtors grow their business. Right. So partnering with them, real estate syndications, 
a development company that we're starting this year in Florida, like for real estate, all the, it's all real estate. Right. Yeah. And so and that can get overwhelming at times. We do have to take time uh, at various points to step back, have personal conversations without the real estate aspect. Uh, but again, like our travel plans, all that stuff, focus on it. Now, as far as like how that's balanced out, as you get higher in production, one of the things we've done learning from our mentors is we built out a team, right? So up until pretty much August last year, it was just us. Uh, and so you trying to do $40 million, which is what we did last year in LA uh, with hard drive times and everything else to a house that's 10 miles down the road, it's going to be you know an hour and a half drive time. Um, that gets really difficult for your time management for avoiding burnout. And so what we've done is we've realized, again, through mentorship and everything else, yes, we, we have standards and everything else, and our clients do expect those standards to be met, but they don't necessarily need us to be the ones there to do it. And it took a lot to let go of that. But I think seeing our mentors who have done it and gone before us talk about it and interfacing with them, being able to communicate with them about it definitely helped accelerate that growth for us. Yeah. And so I think what you're trying to get at is leverage, having yeah. leverage within your business and knowing that you don't have to do everything. You can hire showing agents. You can hire virtual assistants. You can hire other people to help you with things. And it's OK. Um, and you actually should as you grow, because if you don't do that, you will just stay where you're at because you don't have you're only one person. You don't have that capacity. Like even for David, you know, we're two people, but we only have a certain amount of time throughout the day to do those things. So leverage is, you know, part of it. Yeah. And one of the one of the statements one of our mentors made to us, I think, hit pretty hard for us as we were going through that and through the growth process, which is if you don't rest and recharge, your clients are not getting the best version of you. And you owe it to your clients to give them the best version. Right. And so we've had to adopt that. Yeah. It's it's been hard because I mean business. Well, especially again, for can David. So I'm an introvert. So I make a point like, okay, our our uh, cutoff time is eight PM at night. So I'm pretty good at that. David <laughs> not so much. He's an extrovert, so he loves talking to people. Yeah. So for him it's a little <laughs> bit <laughs> David, I get it. Yeah. So like if people I, I call, think I'm more I than happy to chat. Balance, balance yeah. us out more than more than he helps. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's gonna be tough sometimes because the way that you recharge Tasha as an introvert is, you know, at peace, at one, you know, yeah. away from the crowd. And as extroverts, you know, we recharge in a crowd of people that right. we know and love. And um, so I can imagine that. You know, that adds a little extra layer of spice to the business partnership and oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, partnership. Absolutely. That, yeah. that definitely took um, took some getting used to. That was one of the bumps when we were first starting out together is we would go to open houses, right? And again, I was there to help. And also from a safety aspect, obviously, right? With my wife going to open houses and uh, we would come home and she's drained. Like, I'm done. I want to be done for the day. I want to take a nap. He's I like, want to relax, right? Let's go to the beach, to whatever. And I'm like, we got seven hours worth of work ahead of us. Let's go. Right. So I'm and charged I'm like, up from uh, talking to all those folks and doing all that stuff. And she's drained. Was, right. Yeah, so I was done at that point. It's it's taken a while for me as an extrovert to learn that better. I wouldn't say that I perfectly understand it still, uh, <laughs> but I definitely understand it better. And, and I'm more willing to accommodate and work together. She understands how I get charged up and I understand better how she gets charged. There up. are times where I tell him not to pick up a phone call. I'm like, why are you answering your phone right now? So yeah. I keep him in check. Yeah. And you're like, it's kind of exciting. I don't know. What if yeah. my, my grandpa used to say, he's like, you better answer the phone. Somebody might be wanting to pay you. So right. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> okay. But right. that's a good motivation right there. Yeah.
We can put each other in chat. Yeah. Yeah. So I like tell him not to answer the phone. He tells me to answer the phone. So we're keeping each other in check. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that funny how opposites work? Like such a good, like yin and yang there. You guys got going on. That's fabulous. And it it works out. Look at you. You've iconed. You've got the high production. You've got the culture. You've got, you've hit everything that it needs to be there. You've got the mentorship. And, you know, for people that are maybe watching this right now, wondering what the icon award is, could you explain it in your own words to them and like how much production you had to get to it? And we touched on the stocks a little bit earlier today, but what benefits did the icon award bring you otherwise? You want me to talk to it? Yeah, Yeah, sure. So um, icon for us in LA is probably different than other markets. Obviously we cap a lot quicker, right? With the home price. I think our average price of home sale last year was (laughs) 900. So um, we cap pretty quick, but it's mm-hmm. essentially capping, right? So doing the $80,000 worth of commission, and then you do another 20 full deals on top of that at the cap transaction fee. That gets you, you know, eligibility for ICON, but it's more than that, right? You you still need to be plugged in and go to EXPCON and shareholders. That's how you get part of your awards, rightfully so, because you're staying plugged in. You're continuing to learn, but again, you're still giving back, right? I, I think EXP was really genius in how they did that um, to help cover that travel cost. That way those high performing members could continue to give back. And most of them, when they go, you've got a good portion of those folks that are speaking at the event. Well, there's also the culture. You have to either be a mentor or you need to uh, teach. I don't, I don't remember what the new requirements are, but you have to teach at least a few classes throughout right. the year. So, right. Yeah. So you're giving back to your fellow agents. Yep. And then as far as like how it's helped us out, I mean, between the stocks, rev share, where we're at with the XP, the lower splits, all that stuff, I'd say a couple things. A, for the folks that are out there doing 100% brokerages, nothing against them, but we're at 103% of the XP over our career. And that will, that's only down right now because the stock is down. When the stock was much higher, we were at like 115%. So that gives you an idea. They were paying us a good amount to be here. Uh, second, when we left our old brokerage, uh, we had no cap. Right. So for the ones that are on cap, I did a calculation the other day, put it on Facebook. Uh, there's a, a Ferrari on there, which is one of our dream cars. Uh, so we have a Ferrari 458 on there uh, and then also five different homes. And there are five homes from colleagues of ours that had recently closed on them all under 358,000. And the reason that I picked that limit, they were nice looking homes, is over just under a three year period from when we switched from our old brokerage in Southern California to EXP we saved $358,000 in broker splits. So we could have bought the Ferrari or any one of those five homes in cash, free and clear, just by switching brokerages, right? And so that's been a huge thing for us. And again, part of that's the growth, right? We weren't at 40 million when we switched, we were at 6 million. But again, I attribute that back to EXP and what it's contributed to us personally. And then from a financial savings standpoint, we looked at it and we knew we wanted to grow and being at an uncapped brokerage that had you know, no incentive uh, from contributing to us or no incentive to put more money in our, our bank account, right? Because there was no cap, just didn't seem to make sense as we were growing beyond you know, a little over what average agents are doing in Southern California, right? Um, and so that, that move was huge. Well, financially yeah. speaking, I mean, it's, it's been a game changer. Yeah, the benefits that that has brought to you, I mean, that's pretty cool to think about, you know, I, I don't know if it's actually cool to think about. It's pretty sickening to think about actually how you could have a whole home in cash or a Ferrari in cash. And that was just something that it never capped out, just kept pouring into it 
to right. have that return. And that's just not how we rock at EXP. You know, I had an interview last week that said, you learn, you earn, and then you return right. at EXP, which is really cool about the community here, you know, and that's what keeps it going and keeps it growing to the empire that it's become. Right. Now, for somebody that may have just joined the EXP team, or maybe that's their first year at Realty and they're on EXP, is the Icon Award something that they can strive for? Should they strive for it? Is that something they should even have on their list of to-dos? Is it worth it to them? In a few sentences. You know, from my perspective, I would say yes. Obviously, there's a financial reward to it, but it goes beyond that. So you get recognized within that group. Um, it means you've produced a good amount. So that just means you're being successful in your business. And again, you're getting rewarded for the success that you want anyways, if that's your goal. And also as far as shooting for it, you know, my perspective is if it's not on your vision board and if you don't have a vision board, if you're not thinking about it every day or you're not seeing it every day, you're not hitting your RAS with it, your reticular activating system, um, you're not going to achieve it, right? I mean, Tasha. Yeah, so whenever I first joined EXP, I knew I wasn't going to make it that year just because I didn't have enough time. Um, but I was like, I'm going to make it next year. And I made it that year and I made it last year. And I'm determined to make it this year too. So, you know, like David said, just setting your mind to it and saying, you know, I'm going to hit icon. Um, it's, you know, there's a good amount of, um, you know, mindset. Like you have to have the right mindset in order to hit your goals. If you're like, oh, I want to hit six figures, you know, 100K is usually what new agents want to hit. And so, of course, if they might make icon, that's even better. But if you set your mind to it, you know, that's really going, it's going to make a world of difference for that. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, this is the icon show, but I would say in addition to the to icon, folks should be looking at the Chairman's Excellence Awards that EXP does and targeting those as well, because those really hit on what your GCI is for a rolling 12-month period. And I think it's September 1st through August 31st. And so... For us, you know, the first year we, uh, I don't think we got anything the first year because we were such a short year with the XP that year. Um, but then we put it on our vision board again from sitting at a table with someone else that had hit the level that we wanted. You know, we're there with friends and then this other guy that we hadn't met yet, we've, you know, gotten to know him a little bit. He got a double diamond award. So I was like, well, what's that? Go back and look it up, right? It's 500,000 GCI within a 12 month period. And I was like, I want that. Right. Like that's where we want to grow to. We want that. So that went on the vision board. And for the last two years now, in addition to hitting icon, we've hit double diamond as well. Um, we actually joked and, and there's some other leaders within EXP that could definitely do this and have better jokes than us. But we're looking now for EXP to do like a quadruple diamond because right because <laughs> there's people hitting those levels. Um, last year, we had our first year ever of a seven figure GCI and it was amazing, but it was on our vision board to hit. Right. And so, again, I truly believe that if you don't have the, your goals written down, if you're not putting them in front of your face, that, you know, it's not really a goal, right? Yeah. It's a wish, it's a dream, but you're not working towards it. It's kind of like it's not on your calendar. It doesn't exist. Yeah. So the audacity of EXP to, to have their agents shooting for the stars, you know, and then they get, right. and then there's no more awards. There's not right. higher awards. Right. We need higher awards now. Come on. Come on, EXP. Non-productive <laughs> company, you know, our highest award right now is 500,000, which isn't bad, right? But uh -huh. hey, we, we need to show the industry, I guess, that we're even more productive and come up with that million, two million, five million GCI double, double Yeah. Yeah. Because we, I mean, there's plenty of teams, not us, but there's plenty of teams that are hitting, right? Two million, three million, four million a year GCI. Dear so, EXP, we want higher stars to shoot for. That's right. Thanks so much. Right. And you can throw in extra stocks if you want to. Yeah. More stocks is cool too. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's fair enough. I have not you heard any complaints about that. Long. Like I, I love, you know, obviously we love helping our agents um, produce. Uh, so partners, you know, that we bring into the company, it's very rewarding when they get their first sale, right? They get stocks. And when they get their first sale, what happens? What What's EXP do to reward us? We also get stocks, right? So EXP is doing the whole behavioral reward pattern, right? Of, hey, you need to be productive. If you bring agents over, you like for the sponsors out there that aren't pouring into their, their people that they've partnered with, et cetera, you know, you bring agents over to EXP and they don't sell anything. They obviously don't benefit. They're now failing within the real estate industry, which unfortunately is about a 90% failure rate within the first five years. And you as the sponsor, great, you brought them over, but it does nothing for you financially either. So like, if you're doing that, why are you in this game, right? Like this, that's not how they set it up and that's not how it's meant to be played. No, and you hit it right on the head. You know, they don't want you bringing in inefficient people. They want to recruit. They want to bring in the best of the best so that EXP remains the best of the best right. and continues to grow to that point. And, yeah. you know, having that incentive, not in a negative way, but in a, positive way, positively reinforcing, you know, good behavior, good sales, bringing on a good recruit that really, you know, it echoes, it makes ripples in the tide. Yeah. And you said, you know, at some point when you were looking to move the brokerage, this wanted, you wanted this one to be your last move. Yep. But, and Tasha said it too, she's a little skeptical, kind of like, I don't really want to listen. Right. What finally caused you to sit down and listen to it because there are a lot of agents out there on the outside looking in and seeing the grass is greener, but they're thinking, okay, what's the catch? Where's the pyramid scheme? Like something, I'm not getting something and there is something here. What do you have to say to those people thinking that? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess what I would say is, again, I asked a ton of questions before we came over because it needed to be our last landing location, if you will. Um, from the pyramid scheme perspective, that was never really my worry is more uh, whether or not we could do the things that we wanted to do within the company. So branding ourselves independently, right? We have our brand, we have our colors, we have all that stuff that's separate from EXP and then a bunch of other uh, mechanics. But as far as the pyramid scheme piece, what I would say is the true pyramids, if you will, are your W2 right. jobs, right? Yeah. Where the CEO is making $30 million a year and the normal worker that's actually doing all the work that's well, needed. I was going to say the, a real pyramid job. <laughs> scheme is illegal. So yeah. there's also that. It's illegal. <laughs> but if you, if you look at like how people get paid, right. In a W2 job, I mean, the CEO is making, and there's been studies on this, but several thousand times, which are workers making that's getting the work done. Right. And in a real estate brokerage, what I would say is, you know, people contrive this idea of a pyramid scheme, multi-level marketing, whatever you want to call it based upon other people getting paid based upon your work. And the reality is that that happens all across America and all across the world, no matter what job you're in. Every single day. Yeah. So now the yeah. question is, who do you want to get paid for your work? And how does that actually help you? Right. And what I would say at your brokerage is what we found for most brokerages, you're a number, you're a body in a seat, and they're just running through numbers, right? It's a numbers game. So there's going to be 90% failure rate. Cool. They got to constantly recruit, bring new agents in. And those brokers are making money no matter what, because you have desk fees, you have your office mm -hmm. fees, you have all that type of stuff, right? And then they're taking a significant portion of your commission. For some of those, they never cap. So they're making a ton of money as it goes up to your office manager, your regional manager, the district manager, all that stuff, all the way up to the CEO. EXP decided to flip that around and go, okay, we want this to be a grassroots effort. We want you to succeed because A, you're coming into a company that's enabling you, but then B, again, going back to the collaboration, 
there's people that want to collaborate, want to help you succeed. And oh, by the way, they might get paid for doing so, but they're going to get paid by eXp out of your split. So we eXp, the company, are going to help cover buying you coaches, buying your mentors. I don't know of any other company that does that. And so once we saw that when we broke the model down and we saw where the rev share came from, how it all worked, we had been under other companies, looked at coaching, done all that type of stuff, never bought into it because at the time we weren't making enough in gross commission income and coaching is very expensive. So when we looked at eXp and we're like, well, we can level up here. We get a cap back, which we lost at our old brokerage, and we get untold number of coaches that are willing to pour into our business for free. This sounds like a good deal. If only right? they could be a fly on the wall with all of the stuff that like all of the masterminds yeah. and all of the calls that we've had, if they could just be a fly on the wall, I think it would be no brainer. Like they would come over. Yeah. I mean, if they could just get the insight, right. There's 60 plus hours a week live training, but beyond that, again, that's training in the world beyond that, a lot of the different groups and sponsorship organizations like ours have separate items. So like within ours, there's a Monday morning mastermind. There's two or three other calls during the week within um, the honey badger group. There's another call on Friday. Our mentor has two calls a week for new agents like that she I does have, fast track. Tasha does calls. Call. So, I mean, there there is literally more mentorship, education, training, et cetera, uh, available on a weekly basis than you could ever go to. You'd get no business done if all you did was go to all the trainings, right? Yeah. You'd be really sharp, but you wouldn't be implementing anything. Mm -hmm. that's, that's really cool to hear, though. And, like, to highlight again, you know, what you guys said at the beginning, what many of my interviews have said the only thing they regret is that they didn't do it sooner. Yeah. Yeah. And for those on the outside looking in, if you want to talk about it, Tasha and David are probably very eager to speak to you about it yeah. as is anyone here at EXP. Um, and there you guys are out in the California market. Yeah. We're in LA and, and to your point, as far as doing it sooner, I mean, I ran the numbers at one point, I think we left by not coming two years earlier when we did the one broker exchange, I think we left about four or 500 grand on the table. Wow. In stock value because the That's stock huge. was so much lower then, yeah. right? Compared to when we came over. Yeah. So sort of mind blowing numbers. So it's like the longer you wait to make the jump that you, right. we all know you want to make, right. more money you're leaving on the table. Yep. yep. <laughs> and there's money to be made. There's stars to shoot for and then catch them all and then shoot for more stars. Ask for more yes, stars to shoot for, which yep. is really cool about EXP and the culture that they've built here because they're not overworking your guys. They're making you excited to want to work more and right. to stay balanced and to invest in yourselves so that you're the best version for your clients and your mentees and everything right. else. Yeah. yeah. And no matter where you come in, when you start, et cetera, it's never too late. Mm -hmm. Right. So the great thing about the model, the way it's set up is you can come in, partner with someone else. So under them, if you will, and you can surpass them in both production volume and your revenue share. And they're going to cheer you you're on not stuck and they're going to cheer you on because they benefit yeah. too, obviously. Right. So, it's never too late. I mean, we're, we're sitting in a spot, you know, we've had these conversations, but we're sitting in a spot where EXP has about 77,000 agents now, right? And our goal is 500,000 over the next five years, a million over the next 10. So I really think that this is, this is the company that's going to do it. It's the fastest growing uh, real estate company in the history uh, of the real estate industry. Uh, it's making waves. It's got its haters, rightfully so, because you know what? When you're a disruptor and you're making waves and you're building like we are, there are going to be people on the outside that aren't with well, us. Well, we know. We were, we were the haters. Yeah. We were the haters for a while. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. It's true. And I mean, that, that brings us to the end of all my questions. But do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about? 
Yeah, I mean, I would just say, again, it's it's not too late for anyone that wants to reach out to us. We're happy to partner with them, happy to uh, help them look at eXp, right, in a confidential fashion. Uh, there's no pressure. There's there's the ability to look at the documents and everything else. Folks can do applications uh, without notifying their broker, right? So they can go through the entire process up to switching their license over, call it quits at that point if they want to. But they can see all the docs, get all the insight, do all that type of stuff without their broker ever knowing so that they get a free look at it and see what it looks like. And then on the investment side, again, we're very big on that piece too. So if folks are interested in apartment syndications, real estate investments, that type of stuff, they can reach out to us. Yeah, and you're going to be talking about that in Dallas, May 19th through the 22nd. Yep. So I will be seeing you two out there for anybody awesome. watching. If you're interested in attending, please reach out to us, let us know, check out our page, because that's going to be an awesome, really cool event. There's going to be some brilliant minds all in one room, ready to chat, ready to leverage. You know, it's, it's exciting to be at events like this because there are so many smart people in one room and they say, if you're the smartest in the room, you're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room. <laughs> and you will be in the right room. In Dallas. Right. I promise right. you that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you both so much for your time today. And yeah. if that's it, then just start planning on some topics to talk about as I start approaching some spinoff episodes here at the Icon Podcast. Yeah. Sounds One good. last item plug for you guys for Sphere Rocket. I, I think it's a great company, obviously, and we use the VAs. So for folks that are interested, they should definitely reach out and look on how to leverage their business because it's been a game changer for us. As I hear from many, thank you so yes. much. Right. I right. thank you guys, and um, we'll be seeing you in Dallas, okay? Sounds great. Sounds See you good. later. Bye.